Hey, welcome to 49ers Friday. We're your host, Grant Cohn, Ryan Hensley. Today we're going to be talking about Brock Purdy mostly, Javon Kinlaw, talk a little Pat McAfee, the former kicker, uh, talk J- Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance, and uh, we'll talk about this these joint practices that just wrapped up. I just got back. I've been up since 2 in the morning. I'm tired, but it's nice to be back. It's nice to be doing the show. I thought the joint practices, they're the high point of the year every year. I love them. Kyle likes him more than the games. Trey Lance got a lot of good work done, and we're going to talk about that. Brandon Ayuk, not a fan. He said the joint practices essentially were a boring waste of time. But instead of me paraphrasing what he said, why don't we listen? Uh, it was good work. It was good work, you know, going against somebody different in a different environment. But I me, mean, I, uh, yeah, I didn't like it too. I feel like it was a waste of time personally. Yeah, but yeah, that's, that's kind of why I was getting that. Yeah. It kind of seemed boring to us, so I didn't know. Oh, it, yeah, it was boring for sure. Boring. Oh no! Hold on, man. This is lot. Dang it! Wait yeah, a second. Fred, you know, we all know Fred. I, I think it was boring because it was a little bit of. Like day one stuff. Here we go. This is why it's boring. Sorry. Here we go. Yeah, it was. It was. I, I think it was boring because it was a little bit of like day one stuff, the basic stuff. Just you know, I know, I was getting a little irritated, having only touched the ball like three times in the past two days. But that's beside the point. Anyways, uh, Kyle is. He's he's getting. I think you know they always got their own um, agenda on what they're trying to get done and accomplish here. So. We just take it to getting better every single rep and then figure that out later on. Okay. So he said it was boring. He said it was a waste of time. Three touches in two days. I looked through my notes. He's right. Three catches in 11s uh, the last two days. I have very strong feelings about what he just said. What do you think about what he just said? Uh, there's a couple things to it. Um, one, I think uh, what I probably need to understand, I think Kyle is probably trying to build that relationship between Trey and Debo, that's probably a big focus. He already knows Ayuk and Trey Lance have that relationship uh, and that timing already uh, down. And I think he's trying to get Debo as much work. From my understanding, Debo was targeted a lot. You would know better, but um, my understanding, he was targeted a lot. So I'm sure, Kyle, that's what he's doing. Um, but, you know, Ayuk's a receiver, right? So uh, that's they want the ball, you know. So he's, he's hungry, and uh, I like that about him, you know. Didn't bother me too much. I know some people were worried about, oh, he's now he's in the doghouse again. I don't think Kyle's tripping on it like that. And I did clarify what he's saying. I think it was via Twitter, Instagram, basically saying that um, he just wants to go against the number one defense, talking about the Niners versus versus the Vikings. So, yeah, okay, what did he, he think? Well, look, I, he walked it back good because th- what he said, I wasn't here for it. I went back to write my – I didn't know he was going to talk. I didn't know he was going to say that it was a boring waste of time. So what he said here was not – Good. And then he walked it back and says, not what he meant. Good, good. This is not what you meant, Brandon. I'm with you. This is not what you meant. Because what you said was that this was a waste of time for you, right? Like this is a team. And Trey had a lot of good work. The quarterback of your team who needs work got work. You helped him. I was there. It looked like a very productive two days. You only got three balls. Okay, let's talk about that. It's true. Three balls. You did get five targets, though, and you dropped two of them. Debo. Actually, only got seven targets. He caught five of them. Kittle got seven targets. He caught five of them. So you're really only quibbling about two targets. 
And to me, what I'm hearing is, how come those two got more targets than me? It's not that you only got three balls or five balls. It's that you didn't get as many as Debo or Kittle. Well, Debo's an all-pro. Kittle's an all-pro. You may be an all-pro one day, but you haven't done it yet. And if you're going to take targets and touches away from those two, you're going to have to earn it. And it's going to take more than a couple good weeks in August. So uh, I'm glad he walked it back because this was just like, oh, there's Brandon Ayuk's ego. Because okay, you don't think of him having one. He's so quiet and so young. But yeah, of course, first-round pick, hasn't gotten paid yet, wants his touches. Hey, man, you're third in the pecking order on a run-first team. Get used to it. Or yeah. Yeah. ball out. You I dropped think 40% of your targets, Brandon. I mean, come on. Yeah. I, I think Ayuk's hungry, man. And, and probably that, that's where that frustration comes from. He, he knows sure. this is the year he's got to show what he can do. And For everything sure. was going great. Debo shows up. Mm-hmm. And now it's more a little bit more Debo-focused. And I think, you know, he's, he's probably concerned with that. Am I going to get the – the targets that I want this year in order to prove who I am. Um, you know, he's still young. He's still immature. Obviously the statements like that shouldn't have said it, um, but at least he walked it back. And I don't right. think Kyle, Kyle is probably not too worried about it. You know, no, probably had a talk. no yeah. Brandon needs to have his best. He knows this is a contract push year for, although he's not going to get an extension next year. It'll be the year after that, but this is a time for him to really do well. And I can see if I were in his position, I'd be a little apprehensive about, Targets and touches, like, am I third in the pecking order? Are we going to throw it very much? But frankly, from Kyle's perspective, a 7-7-5 target split, it's pretty fair, man. I don't know. And also, I've never heard Debo ever say anything like this, ever. Uh, And we're not even talking about a game, Ryan. Mm. Not a game. Practice. (laughs) He didn't get enough touches in practice. (laughs) Never heard Debo say that in a game or practice. Never heard Kittle say that in a game or practice. Yeah, I'm glad mm-hmm. he walked it back. You don't want to go down that road as a wide receiver. You don't want to be seen as the it's all about me guy, right? Yeah. You don't. And, there's, and I don't so think he's that kind of guy. Yeah. I know his mother. He's well, he is a good he's a good guy. He's a good family. She would not like that. Just saying. Yeah. 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 I think that frustration was still sitting with him through practice. Really, you know, when you had that interview, it was after practice, and he was still, you could still, he was he was still feeling that frustration. Uh, when he interviewed, I, I bet if he was interviewed the next day, he wouldn't have said stuff like that. Yeah. But he, you know, he's just got to learn, keep that stuff to yeah. himself. I, I, and again, I wasn't there. I was in the press room, but listening to it, it sounded more like he was just frustrated with how he performed. And I know he explained it differently, but he didn't have his best performance. He dropped two passes. You know, he, he had an opportunity to really impress Justin Jefferson and Patrick Peterson, and he just wasn't the best IU, the best version of himself. That's frustrating. So I understand yeah. that. So anyway, I'm going to let him off the hook. It's just interesting that he said it. And the reason I went back to the press room is like, I, he's not going to say, he's not going to say, there's a 2% chance a football player says something like that. I'm like, oh God, Brandon <laughs> did it. So yeah. thanks, Brandon. Anyway, there you, there you go. Appreciate it, Brandon. Okay, so so Brandon, three for five, three, three catches, five targets. Okay, Trey Lance, according to my numbers, was 23 of 33 two days against the Vikings defense. That's all, right, right around 70% completions. It's just practice. But when he was down in the 50s the first couple of weeks of practice, people were really – Niner fans were really worried. And some people said, well, may, is, it, is it possible that the Niners defense is just really good, especially these corners? And people were like, oh, your excuses. Well, well, I, maybe that's the reason because all of a sudden he, he's – completing a very high percentage of his throws. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's a lot going on there. Like, initially, he's in his own camp going against the Niners defense, which is 
probably the superior defense over the Vikings. Second thing is he's pushing it. Um, you know, he's at home on 49ers training camp. He's pushing it, um, trying to test what he can do, what he can't do. Um, in the Vikings camp, it's a lot of, uh, you know, check downs and, and taking what the defense gives him. So naturally, you know, when you're pushing it and you're stretching the field, your, your uh, completion percentage is going to be lower than when if you're just taking what, what's given to you when you're going against another team, just trying not to, you know, turn the ball over. So, I mean, you're just seeing what would happen with any quarterback. If they're pushing it down the field, their, their completion percentage is going to go down. If they're taking what the defense gives them, it's going to go up. Um, I think Trey Lance, from what I've seen, everything I've seen from Trey Lance, everything I've heard, um, I was a little concerned early off because I know this is his first year taking the reins, but I have never been more uh, relaxed. He's not, he's like one of the, he's on the bottom of the list of my concerns this year going into the season, even though he is unproven. What he's shown is that he has everything, all the intangibles to be great. He's really calm. One thing that I think is very un untalked about that you see in the preseason games is he's going through his progressions, right? It's not like Kaepernick where they have to like True. just take half True. the field for him. He's, he's scanning the whole entire field. That's what I was really looking for in that first preseason game. And I saw it like he's first progression, second, third, he, he's scanning the whole field. That's huge, man. I, I'm really not worried about this guy. Uh, you know, and I'm, you know, the statistics, completion percentages don't concern me too much in practice either. It's about what he does in the games. And, you know, does he look like he's ready for this? And to me, he does. Yeah. I mean, when the completion percentage was low early in camp, people were basically saying, like, the offense can't function like this. But that was when there was no, like, move the ball periods. And it was all scripted. And you don't know what Kyle was trying to accomplish with those plays. Who was he trying to evaluate? What were you trying to do? I mean, he wasn't trying to move the ball down the field. And mm -hmm. when they've done the move the ball period stuff, you know, it's been documented. His completion percentage this offseason is in the mid-60s. And in the preseason game, it was four for five. And down in uh, down in over in Minneapolis, that was only move the ball stuff. It was all situational. It was no scripted stuff. He was completed 70% of his throws. So I'm not saying it doesn't mean he's not inaccurate. He's not Drew Brees all of a sudden, but the offense is gonna function just fine. It's it's not like gonna just be broke. He's not Tim Tebow, it's not gonna be broken. Kyle's going to be able to find plenty of easy completions for him like he did for Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, that was the thing for me, like, really going into this, is I didn't know, is, is he Tim Tebow? You know, that's what I was, you know, who knows going into yeah. this? I really yeah. really didn't know. So it's great you brought him up. Is he Colin Kaepernick, where he's right. more of a, a runner, you know, with a cannon? Like, I, I really didn't know. And so after seeing him in practice, after seeing him in the preseason game, he put all those worries to rest for me. Um, so I'm really excited. Obviously, he's going to have ups and downs this season. I'm expecting, you know, good games, bad games, bad throws. Um, but he looks like a really competent quarterback. And yeah. I'm excited about, about him. He's not one of my worries anymore. There's something he does that I think is pretty rare. It's like you'd think more quarterbacks do it, but it's a violent, fast game. And it only slows down for so many. But his tendency to break the pocket and look to throw. Yes. Not that many Huge. guys do that. I mean, Kaepernick mm. didn't do it. He was looking to run. And even Lamar Jackson, to me, a lot of the time is looking to run, which is great. But the big plays coming from your arms, not your legs, if you can make it happen. And the guys who do that were Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Trey. And that's yeah. one of the things I really – Josh Allen. It's one of the things I really like about him. Significant. It really is. Like, 
those are some of the things that we, we didn't know for sure. I mean, we saw a little bit of it last year against the uh, Texans. Um, and mm-hmm. he, he looked good in the second half of that game, but he's grown so much compared to that game to what I saw in the preseason and what we're seeing in practice from him. It's like night and day. Um, so I'm really excited about him. I don't have any worries about Trey Lance. Of course, you know, there, there's certain things we still don't know, but as far as him being a competent quarterback, he's not Tim Tebow. He's a legit quarterback, and I'm looking forward to seeing what he does this year. Papa Shambhala uh, is now a member. He says I'm the best reporter on YouTube uh, for the Niners, so thank you. I appreciate that. You're right. JCK510 says, Grant, after seeing Lance improve recently on the move the ball period, do you feel differently about your win-loss prediction? No. Another story out of camp these last two days was how many times he got sacked. It's not a big deal because he didn't get hit, but he got sacked a lot, especially that first day. So, um, look, if McGlinchey is going to play all 17 games, that'd be great. But right now, Colton Kivitz, this, this offensive line right now is basically Trent Williams and like four guards. One's going to play center. One's going to play tackle. And they haven't figured out. I mean, I don't know. I don't understand why Mills doesn't get any looks. Me neither. It doesn't make sense. I mean, maybe in, you know, running the ball, he's not the best run blocker, but pass protection from what I've seen, that guy's like immovable, you know, kind of like Poe in that regard. I like him a lot. All right. I'm trying not to say Jimmy Garoppolo's name anymore (laughs) because, but he's still on the team and I have to. And this is the 49ers fault, not Jimmy's fault. I blame them that I'm going to have to say his name, but I, it's like that, that lady Rita Oak, she's just going to be drawing stuff forever. Like when does it end? When is it finally going to be over? And there's two dates right now. It seems like final cut down day is August 30th. And then there's the first game of the season, which is like September 11th. Do you think Jimmy Garoppolo will be on, will make the final 53? The final, no. the initial 53? No, I don't. No, I don't. no, no. He'll, he'll be cut before that. He'll be cut that when they, when they go down to 53, that's his last day. I'd I like, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. But, let me just say this. They can keep him through the early part of September, cut him right before week one, and his salary isn't guaranteed. So okay, if they so- really want to play this game, oh, you know, we don't want him. We got to do what's best for us. We don't want – we're nervous about him getting prepared. They could take it down to the very to the deadline, which is – let me make sure, but I think it's September 11th. Yeah, that, that, that part I didn't know. If that's the case, I could see it happening. The only thing about that is that he's going to be taking somebody else's roster spot. Exactly. And so, and so it's going to come down to that, I think, for them as far as the decision. The money part, yeah, I mean, why not? If you've gone this far, why not take him to the last second? But if yeah. that means he's taking somebody's roster spot, maybe not. That means this would be going on for another 20-something days, three weeks. So we're talking either a week and a half or three weeks. Oh, please, no. I'm hoping. I'm hoping it's a week and a half. I'm hoping it's a week and a half. But I, I man, if he's only 53, I'm gonna laugh. Can they put him on the pup? Or they already said he, he's. They already said he's cleared, right? Yeah, yeah, he's so, cleared. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm guessing 53 gets cut with the 53. I mean, at that point, who? I mean, well, if he's getting he's cut in 10 days, then he's the Browns aren't trading for him. Why? Tr- why trade for him when you can get him in 10 days? Without trading trade for him. I would be super surprised if anyone traded for him at this point. It makes no sense. You still have no time to prepare. Even if you trade for him right now, you still have no time to prepare. So wait 10 days. 
yeah. sign them for seven million or whatever it's going to end up being, and and move on. Yeah. You know? Yeah. All right. Those are the dates you need to know. Uh, Ryan is optimistic. I think Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> will be on this team forever, forever. Yeah. In perpetuity. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, now it's time to talk about everyone's favorite player, Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. Really was good. He made that preseason game watchable. I yeah. mean, there was a, there was a, it was really fun. The first quarter was great. Fourth quarter was great. I don't remember what happened in the second and third quarter, but I think I just edited it out of my brain. I don't remember why, though. It was someone who was playing quarterback that I didn't like, but I forget his name. Anyway, Purdy. Mm-hmm. He showed something. Do you think if the Niners cut him, do you think he'll uh, clear waivers? I do not. That's why I'm I, I'm really thinking that they're going to have to keep three quarterbacks on the roster. Another reason why they won't keep Jimmy Jimmy past the 53-man cut down because if they cut Brock Purdy, if he plays if he plays on tomorrow the way he played last week, there's no way he's clearing waivers. That guy's exciting. He's fun. He definitely looks like a, a, a great backup quarterback. I'm excited about that guy, man. I was really surprised how much fun it was to watch Brock Purdy. He's just a, he's just a player, you know? He, he, the only thing that, that's going against him is how small the guy is, honestly, and his arm strength is not top-notch. But other than that, that guy, that guy is a player, man. I'm excited about him, and I think he should be the backup, honestly, but because we paid uh, – what can I think of his name right now? Yeah, forget, I was going to ask you about that guy. Uh, him. Yeah. If the Niners were to cut that guy, would he clear waivers? Yes. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I see, I don't think they need to keep three quarterbacks. They gave that guy, whose name escapes us at the moment, like $2 million. That's like a present. Hey, be on the practice squad. We're paying you. You're from Modesto, I think. Like, <laughs> yeah. Accept our $2 million gift and be on the practice. That's what I think. I don't think they need Sudfeld. to keep quarterbacks. Sudfeld. Yeah. I think they can just put Sudfeld on the practice squad. Come on. No one's going to claim Sudfeld. He was in the practice squad last year. Someone would have claimed him. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think anyone's grabbing Sudfeld. And, and so this two, the, the $2 million they gave Sudfeld, is that guaranteed? Yes. So what happens if they cut him and somebody else signs him and they have to pay the $2 million? I don't know. I was an English major. Yeah. There you go. I hate right. when I have to pretend to understand money stuff. My wife does yeah. that. I'm okay. I mean, honestly, like I like I thought so. Sudfeld, if I'm being honest, Sudfeld was better than I expected. Also, but he's no yeah. Brock Purdy. I'll tell you that much. He's he <laughs> he often does this in the preseason. I think if you go back and look at his numbers, he's he does well in the preseason, and that's why he's hanging around. But again, I don't think he would. I think he would clear waivers. I, mm-hmm. I think you don't need him. Purdy's good enough. East Bay Chris says if they actually keep Jimmy on the roster to start the season, come on already. Hey, a guy can dream. I'm <laughs> the I want it. Yeah. Please. So if they cut him before the first game, you win the bet with your dad? No. If they cut him before the first game, I lose the bet. He needs to be on the team week one. Either so, way, I think you're losing. This I think I'm there. losing. Yeah. But I already won one bet, so. There you go. Zach Freeman says Niners special teams were very suspect last year. What's the word? I hate to watch Mitch kicking field goals again. I wasn't impressed with the preseason special teams performance at all. And, you know, hopefully they get it together. But we drafted all, we, we signed all these free agents for special teams. We hired a new special teams coach, and they did not look good in that preseason game. That's something I'll be looking for tomorrow. Yeah. Good call. Um, what's the biggest surprise of the offseason for you? Uh, there's a couple of them, but I think 
Sam, well, if we're talking about a person, it's Womack. Mm. I, that guy came out of, I had no idea. I thought, you know, as a deaf guy, you know, he might make the team or a practice squad. But the fact that he's probably going to be the starting nickel, yeah. you know, that, that's the biggest surprise for me, I think. Yeah, I mean, Danny Gray, intriguing, not a starter yet. Uh, Ty Davis Price, intriguing, not a starter. Danny Gray, I mean, he could get 15 targets this year. But Sam Womack, him and Burford. Sam Womack and Spencer Burford out of nowhere. Those mm -hmm. first three picks, yeah, jury's out. But Burford and Womack look like home runs initially. Yeah, legit yeah. players. Yeah, yeah, Womack, yeah, I'm excited about that guy, man. I liked him. I liked his interview. Uh, he's legit. And that, that was a steal. So uh, that's the biggest – Probably the biggest surprise for me. Was, was the Niners should just trade out of the first two days of the draft all the time. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, this draft in general, I, this might be their best draft. I mean, we have to wait and see, but this might be their best draft. Uh, if you look at everybody, including the, you know, uh, the the undrafted free agents that they signed. I mean, they got right. depth there. Jason well. Poe could make this team right off the bat. Yeah. Yeah. I like Jason yeah. Poe, man. From what I'm seeing, I mean, maybe he's, it's a mental thing is why that he's not getting as much uh, reps as he needs. Maybe he's still learning the offense and what his assignments are. But from the just like nobody can move that guy. He's like a pillar, oh. you know? Well, don't you yeah. think the Niners are trying to hide him a little bit and not, you know, blow up the spot and kind of sneak him onto the practice squad? Because in their mind, they're thinking he's an undrafted free agent. Why would anyone claim him? Because he's getting rave reviews. Yeah. All, the, all the reporters can see how good he is. Yeah. Do you think they're going to try to sneak him on the practice yeah. squad? Or you think, of, yeah, yeah. I, I think, think so. Gone. I think he's gone if they do that. Yeah. Well, they better they they better not lose him. So they better figure that out uh, mm -hmm. because he looks like he could be a starter. Yeah. Just because yeah, he he's short doesn't mean he can't start a guard. He's immovable, or like I mean, yeah. can the guy snap? Because you know, I'd like to see him as center or guard. He, I I don't know. Something about his size is actually an advantage, especially in the interior. You know. Well, uh, I like yeah, guy. low man wins, right? You can't get underneath his pads. If they do put him on the practice squad for a year, maybe they can mm -hmm. teach him how to snap. Because the guy's immovable. I, I watched your um, your videos from the offensive line, defensive mm -hmm. line, one on ones, and just, no one could move. Him. No, yeah. As opposed to Banks, who can't anchor, he keeps trying to reset and reset and reset. Poe doesn't have that problem at all. So I'm curious to see how that shakes out. Yeah, I think height is actually a little bit overrated. It's really length. Yeah. When, when, when you're, is what you're looking for. You're, you're looking for length and, and radius versus height. You know, if you if you got this, if Poe has the same length as a guy who's 6'4", it doesn't matter how, where his head's at. Yeah, absolutely. And with a, a tall guy like Eric Armstead or Banks, you can use the height to your advantage, but only if you get your pads really low. Armstead can do that. Kinlaw yeah. working on that. Uh, this offensive lineman as well. Banks yeah. is the guy I was thinking of. Working on that. So, biggest surprise of the offseason, those two. Uh, big picture question. Do you think the Niners will win the NFC West this year? I think it's, I think it's possible, yeah. I think the Rams got weaker. I have no faith in uh, Cliff Kingsbury and Phoenix. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think Seattle is – is out of the picture. So I think, you know, it's going to come between them and the Rams. And, you know, it's really hard to follow up a Super Bowl run and be as good as you were the previous year 
It hasn't happened very often. And again, I think the Niners got better. The Rams got worse. The Ram, the Niners got better everywhere except for the offensive line, you know, and maybe it'll shake out to where they're good. But right now, that's the biggest weakness that I see um, on the offensive side. It's going to be the offensive line. I'm, I'm a little curious about how that's going to work. Um, yeah. w- what are you seeing from them? I heard they're a mess this week. Well, I, it's like we've seen the Niners win a lot of games with bad offensive line. I feel like what they can do, they can run a lot. They can win a lot of games the regular season just running the ball. But we've seen in the playoffs, eventually you got to throw, and eventually that offensive line – will kill you and it has so can they win the nfc west yeah uh the rams have an even tougher schedule they have, to, they have to face all the same teams the niners do plus a couple of other division winners the niners don't have to face so yes i mean injuries always play a huge factor um i just don't think the niners are going to win a super bowl with freaking colton kivitz or right ta- i could be wrong but i i think they got to improve the pass protection a little bit you're not just going to run over people and win a Super Bowl, run the ball 40 times. Eventually, you got to throw. Eventually. And I don't know if they can do that. And it's not because of Trey. And, and speaking of that, the run game, uh, yeah. in the preseason game, there were no – I mean, we can blame it on Trey Sermon or, you know, maybe it was Trey Sermon. But the, the holes were not the same on that first group that was out there against Green Bay uh, like they were on the second and third group. That's when the holes started getting bigger. And yeah, Hasty, you know, looked quicker and did a great job. But the running game was not there um, on that first unit. And so even the run game is is a question uh, for me. I mean, I know it's it's Kyle Shanahan. He'll figure it out. You know, you get Trent Williams in there, uh, but you can't run everything to the left all the time. So um, that right side, the interior, is still a question. Uh, I'm still a little bit concerned about it. You know, I think they'll figure it out because, you know, Kyle Shanahan is known for his run game. So maybe he knows something we don't know. But in that Green Bay game, the holes were not there. Um, and they've shown that they're having trouble pass protecting on that right side. So the O-line on the offense is definitely the biggest concern for me still. Yeah. Also, all offseason, we were talking about center. Center is a huge issue. And it is. Jake Brendel has looked pretty decent this offseason, but he's got a lot more to prove. But all of a sudden, it seems like the big issue on the offensive line is right tackle. Because, you know, we're going to talk about Javon Kinlaw next. He's had a great offseason in the sense that he was coming back from a serious surgery and needed to have no setbacks. Mission accomplished. Who was the other guy like that? McGlinchey. Serious surgery, needed to have an offseason free of setbacks. Didn't happen. Injures knee. Uh, Hasn't been, you know. So I'm a little concerned about him. What's he going to look like this year? Is he going to? Is this going to keep recurring? Is he at that stage? I don't know. Yeah. If is so, he, what, what's the plan? It better be Jordan Mills. Yeah, we need McGlinchey at a, a 100%. He needs to be 100% healthy, play 15 games at least in order for these guys to compete. Because if he's not 100%, what's he going to look like? And if he can't play at all, they don't really – haven't shown that they have an answer at that right tackle spot behind him. So that is a, a huge question mark right now headed into the season. I mean, in the most respectful way possible, even at 100% healthy, Mike McGlinchey is, like, decent at best. Mm-hmm. You know, so, yeah, he needs to be 100%. I, I, they, they, they can't be trotting out 80% Mike McGlinchey. Although, if the back, if the other option is Colton Kibitz, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I still don't understand why the Niners felt 
taking this Jimmy Garoppolo thing down, like preventing Jimmy Garoppolo from signing on with the team and having training camp with them was more important than creating 24 million in cap space and improving your offensive line. That doesn't make sense to me. You're afraid of Jimmy. You're afraid of Jimmy going to some, why you don't like Jimmy. Yeah, now, and, 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 I don't get that. And this isn't a surprise either. I mean, how long have we been talking about it? It's been months. Like going into this season, going into the off season, that was a concern. Is the the offensive line? I mean, isn't JC Treader still sitting out there? I don't understand why he was never brought in. Uh, I mean, it just was not addressed like it needed to be addressed. And I think it. it I'm hoping it doesn't come back to bite them. Yeah. All right. Let's talk Javon Kinlaw. Javon Kinlaw. Uh, is having the offseason he freaking needed. He was a bit of a project coming out in the sense that he didn't have a ton of sacks in college and needed to develop that part of his game. Coming to the Niners, Chris Caseric, you're thinking lock and key. No problem, he'll develop. Well, he hasn't been on the field. He needed to just be healthy. So, so far, so good. He's healthy. And not just that, he's in, he looks like he's in the best shape of his life. But I also want to say that he's always been in great shape. It's never been like a, like, Oh, he doesn't work that hard. And he needed to figure it out. Like, that's not the kind of guy he is. He just had a bad knee and now it's a good knee, at least now. So um, definitely deserves major props. And it seems like his career is trending in the right direction. What do you, what is, what are your uh, thoughts on, on where he's trending? Uh, I'm excited about it. Uh, watching him. He's just, uh, it's really hard to, you can't block that guy with one person. And so, you know, he's going to be taking double teams all season he looks like he's at 100% right now. Um, that is a big surprise. He, he's just really hard to block. It's a big surprise. It's going to help everybody. It's going to help Armstead, Ebicom, and definitely Bosa. I, I mean, this line is going to be hidden on all cylinders uh, when they face Chicago, who couldn't have blocked Seattle. <laughs> and Kinlaw is a huge part of it. I mean, he's a foundation piece. I'm excited about him. He looks healthy. Uh, and, you know, he, we've always known he's a – a freaky talent, you know, even if he doesn't get sacks or a bunch of sacks or tackles, if he's drawing double teams, that's going to make everyone else better around him. So if he can just stay healthy this season, it's going to be a good thing. Real quick. Um, Pat McAfee brought this up today. He's very impressed by Javon Kinlaw's physique. And he said that I'm a bum ass reporter and said, I'm like four foot two, but I think Pat McAfee's missing it. I want, I deserve credit for this. Are you, this is, this is another, yet another example of a testament to the quality of quality control, the importance of quality control. Okay. It's working and we can't stop now. So what I want to say is Javon, great start, but you're not done. Okay. This is just the beginning. You needed to stay healthy so you could develop the way we all know you can. Don't just be content where you are right now. Don't be a two down run stuffer. Cause you're great at that. But you can be so much more if you want to get that. Because, look, it's not just about getting me off your back or critics off your back. It's about getting the bag, right? You haven't gotten it yet. You got the, the, the first round, the first bag, which is nice. But it's not the second bag. And that's what you want. And that's what you should get. That's your goal. And um, you got to be a three-down player like Eric Armstead. Eric Armstead got the bag after having like nine sacks in the season. So you can do it. Just keep striving. Keep striving. And if I got to say on your back, just know I'm trying to get you paid. I'm trying to get you paid. Yeah. Ken, I'm, I'm excited about Ken Law, man. And Ken Law, just a little extra motivation. My kids downloaded Madden last night. I was looking through the Niners roster. They got, they got you at 75. 
Oh, and here's a not related to Ken Long. There you go. Here, here's another shocker. Jay Brindle's uh, ranked it was a 59. Just so you know, starting center. I'm sure Madden was like, I, <laughs> is it? Brind here's how you know Jake Brindle is not is is a 59 in Madden. His head coach doesn't know how to pronounce his name. Kyle <laughs> came out and called him Jake Brindell. Everyone's like. Who's that? Kyle. That's uh, <laughs> not even that's your name. Yeah. yeah. So um, it would be good if the Niners could get a yeah. center who, who's, whose uh, name the head coach knows. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. I might, I might help. Yeah. But good, yeah. Good, good job for Kinlaw, man. I'm excited for him. Yeah. No, we're just getting started, me and Kinlaw. We're just getting started. You know, he's got a good, he's got a, he's got a good start, but I want him to keep his head down and really focus on the next goal because I don't want to see D'Amico Ryan's pulling him off the field on third down. I want Javon in there. And right now, I, they're not using them that way. Now they could say they're, you know, they're limiting his snaps. Come on. And, and the way we're going to really um, assess his pass rush, first and foremost, is knockback. Too many times when he was younger, was he was getting knockback, and he would end up trying to knock passes down. No, get in the backfield. And then after that, get around the guy. But really, if all he is is the knockback guy, he's going to walk into a lot of sacks the way Eric Armstead does. It's not like Eric Armstead's doing swim moves like DeForest Buckner. He's just mm -hmm. getting in the backfield. And Nick Bosa's so disruptive that, boom, sack, Eric Armstead. That could be you, Javon. I want that to be you. Yeah. He, I, 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 mean, I think if, if Javon's healthy, man, he's, he's going to figure everything else out. He's got just the – D-line's one of those positions that if you're just built like Javon Kinlaw – or on the D tackle, if you're built like Javon Kimla, you're going to find success. Like the guy's a yes. freak athlete. That, yeah. But all I'm saying, like these days, though, a lot of times on pass rush downs, you just get four DNs in there, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You, you just want four fast, like four pass rushers. So um, all I want him to do is establish himself as an impact player on passing downs because having a six pack and being 320 doesn't, well, I mean, you've always been that guy. We need, he needs a little finesse now. Time for a little finesse. And I think he's I think he's developing a little finesse. Jason says Javon and Grant versus McAfee and AJ Hawkins. Who are you taking? I have Javon Kinlaw on my team. Yeah, that's easy. That's that's, that's no question. Where, okay. who is this McAfee guy? Where did he come from? What is what is he? Like did he like he get cut from the Sopranos? He's got or? a tough man complex. Because I mean, look, dude, you were a professional athlete, Pat. But he was a kicker, so he, he like uh -huh. he he does a show. He has a um, he has a like a muscle tee on and like a gold chain, and he, it's it's like it's like classic. You know, it's like um, it's uh, it's it's like that kicker from that uh, pet detective movie what was Finkel, Finkel and Einhorn. He's kind of like Finkel yeah. and Einhorn a little bit. He's got a little bit of like a identity crisis going on. Um, he looks like Kid Rock is his favorite musician. Yeah, I can see that. I can see yeah, that. He looks like he grew up idolizing Bam Margera. <laughs> yeah, he, he kind of looks like he uh, got cut from Jersey Shore, tried out, but they're like, you're too old, man. And So here's the him. thing. He, he said on the thing that I'm four foot two. I'm six foot one, okay? And so is he. So if I see him in person, I'm going to be like, I to hide. Yeah, and Javon's got my back. So how about that, Pat? And why, why does it, you know? I've seen he, he's having other uh, 49er reporters on. Why doesn't he just call you? I mean, if he's if he's that guy and has all these feelings about you, get your side of the story. You know, That's I don't true. know. Yeah, or call me on your show and tell me off.
one way or the, one or the other talking about me like that. Oh, it's okay though. I appreciate it. Thank you, Pat. It's nice <laughs> to be mentioned on the show of an ex kicker. Uh, ex kicker. He's doing a good job for next. Yeah, punter. Is that place kicker? I think so. I don't actually remember him in the league. Okay. Now he like does stuff for WWE, which I think is pretty good for him. That's about his speed. Yeah, I mean that wife beater and gold chain. He he looks like he probably thinks WWE is real. That, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. All right. Well, it's been a very long day for me. Mm-hmm. I need to go take a nap. Ryan, it's been <laughs> a pleasure. How you, good to see you, man. This has been a lot of fun. Everyone, enjoy your weekend. Do some good productive. Weekend. I'm Thank headed you. to Santa Cruz. Oh yeah. Yeah. Taking the fam. Yep. It's nice. It's, it's nice. Great place. It's a great time. Going to the boardwalk? <laughs> uh, you know, I don't do the boardwalk. I, I hang in Capitola. That's my favorite place, man. It's like oh, Italy nice. and California, man. Yeah. Capitola's nice. That's a spot. Yeah, I like that place, too. Yeah. All right. Have a good, have a good one, everyone. Later. Enjoy your day. Capitola is good. <laughs>